0: Biblical circumcision is a graphic reality. I didn't put it in the Bible. The Lord willed it. We hear in today's first reading about the reality of biblical circumcision. Circumcision is, here in this context, in Genesis 17, is the sacrifice demanded by God, not of animals, but Abram's own flesh. This covenant through circumcision. And it is the ritual removal of the flesh of the foreskin, as mentioned in verse 11, to be a sign of the covenant between me and you, God and the individual. And as renowned American theologians, biblical scholars, John Bergsma and Brant Petre, in their commentary specifically on this chapter refer to how this ritual may seem bizarre, even irrational, but it only makes sense with, within the narrative of the context. In Genesis 16, Abram attempts to bring about God's promise on his own terms, and he does so by means of his own sexual power by lying with Hagar, his servant, rather than trusting and waiting on the Lord to make Sarai fruitful. Here, circumcision is a ritual obliged as a sign of the covenants, and so it can be interpreted as a sacrificial and penitential gesture directly tied to the member of his body, which he deviated from God's will. So it is penitential symbolism, according to Bergsma and Petre. In Genesis 15, Abram cut animals to solemnize the covenant of nationhood. But here in Genesis 17, Abram must cut his foreskin to solemnize the covenant of great name. From Abram to Abraham, from exalted father to a father of a multitude. There seems to be an escalation in the intensity of the covenant commitment. It becomes more costly and more personal. According to this view, because Abraham misused his male sexual organ, he and all those adult males in his household will never forget the day of their circumcision. Now, any infant boy will never remember the day of his circumcision, he's too little. But you don't need much of an imagination to know that an adult male who is circumcised will never forget the pain of that procedure. And we're talking about ancient times without anesthesia. You understand what we're talking about. You can be certain that Abraham remembered it for the rest of his life. It would have been a physically painful procedure that would have seared his memory. And every time he goes to the bathroom, he'll be reminded of the removal of his foreskin. Every time he would have engaged in sexual activity thereafter, he would have been reminded of God's message. I, the Lord, am sovereign over you and therefore over your male sexual organ, not you. And I am going to dictate how and when you use it because it is sacred. It is intended for a sacred purpose. How does this relate to us? Well, today, it goes without saying, we know how rampant the misuse of the male sexual organ is through illicit sexual activity. Now, a chaste body begins with a pure heart. That is the first conversion that is necessary. It begins with humility and recognizing that God is sovereign and I can't simply do whatever I want to do. So we need to allow Jesus first to destroy that lie that I can just do whatever I want to do, and therefore I can do whatever I want to do within sexual activity. And the statistics are alarming for erectile dysfunction among young males because of pornography use and masturbation. This is alarming. It is because we are saturated in a secular environment that pretty much hypersexualizes almost everything, selling alcohol, vehicles, sports, or you name it, through the medium of sex. The reconsecration of his male sexual organ by every male, I believe, is the necessary shift to push back against this fundamental pride and sexual deviation manifested by pornography use, masturbation, unnatural sexual acts, fornication, adultery, contraception, which ultimately are all underlying causes of abortion. So we pray. Jesus, through your most precious blood, deliver all men from sexual addiction and diabolical lies and attacks against the sacred sphere of sexuality. Jesus, seal us and restore wholeness to male sexuality and heal and restore male sexual organs according to your sacred design. And we invoke the holiest couple that consummated a marriage, Saints Joachim and Anne, we invoke Saint Joseph for continued healing, and we offer this Mass for chastity. Amen.